Welcome to the Socialista Podcast, a collection of stories from Las Vegas creatives. My name's Brianna, and I'm going to be your guide to the city of Las Vegas, where I will be unveiling the stories of all of our amazing creatives, makers, entrepreneurs, and community changers. On today's episode, I sit down with good friend and woman behind Ferguson's downtown, Jen. Um, sometimes, yes. Sometimes? <laughs> Have you done a podcast before? Uh, I don't know. I had, do you know Why Not Now by, uh, you should check it out, um, what's her name? Amy, is her name? Uh, Amy Jo Martin. Yeah. She local? Uh, she used to be out here. Oh, she, okay. had the, she wrote a book called The Renegade. Um, that sounds familiar. Yeah, she used to be downtown yeah. for a long time and had her company out here. Okay. Um, where they did, like, a bunch of, like, social media consulting. And, uh-huh. she, like, Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, she worked with him okay. to get him up and running. I actually think she initially worked with The Rock, and then... Wait, like, Dwayne? Yeah, Dwayne. Oh, my like, God. I want to be one of my... Or Dwayne Johnson. That's him still and, my dream husband. Okay, well, that, that's... I didn't know we shared that common interest, because I love him. It's ever since yeah. WWE. That's like, so... five years old. Yeah. Like, <laughs> one of my really good friends, Tanya Edling, growing up, she was super obsessed with wrestling, mm-hmm. and she had his book, and I always talked to him, I was like, okay, cool, whatever, we talk about it during basketball, yeah. you know, when we were younger, and then he was in the movie... Uh, I can't think of it with the guy from American Pie and he's like he had to go get him for his dad because he was like in the jungle or something and like bring him back to uh-huh. his father uh-huh. um and I was at home from I think college summer break or whatever I was like mom I'll watch this It'll probably be stupid because I didn't necessarily think that he would ha- yeah. be a good actor like and that's just being yeah. stupid and dodgy I did not stop laughing the entire I thing so and then fell in love with him and then every <laughs> movie that he's ever in and show and then really him and then even Kevin Hart, like, just they're, mm-hmm. like... Oh, they're, they're hilarious together. Mm-hmm. They... What was that movie they just... Maybe not just came out with a couple years ago or a year ago? They did Jumanji together recently, which I love oh, both of them I in that one. The that. new one. It's so good. And then... I'm so behind. <laughs> I'm really bad with movies. <laughs> I think... Were they together in Central Intelligence? I'm not sure. Maybe, but there was... I don't remember what movie... It was. It was like two years ago, I think, and they did an interview together where they were imitating each other. Yes. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. I've watched it like ten times and I crack up every time. I definitely remember what you're talking about because I think I watched it ten yes. times <laughs> Well, I think well, the one thing that I love the most about them is like they're they're social, like because they're so uplifting yeah. and positive and oh, like yeah. highlighting other people. and Yeah, they have so. a really good social presence and yeah. exactly, they're very good with bring like uplifting mm-hmm. and just being positive yeah. i think a lot of times especially with comedians and actors it's it can be negative yeah a lot of like negative yeah. press and stuff but they do a good job for sure so. and i think they're being authentic and then oh yeah like him too. for sure yeah he's hilarious i love his instagram stories yeah he's like a big cuddly teddy bear yeah <laughs> love me well we'll can both actively work on getting him out here <laughs> oh please yeah i will send emails yeah it's, I, i've already been <laughs> you manifesting know you know like saying like oh they'll be my friends they'll be out here one day oh, i'd yeah. be so down for that so we'll get him on your podcast 
It'll be a thing. It's now out in the universe. Yeah, it's happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Rock, if you're listening. <laughs> Make your appearance. <laughs> we have a tiny house in an airstream. You can stay in and that get That would actually be stuck. hilarious because he would literally not fit through the door. I don't think so. The shower would really suck for him. <laughs> yeah, even fitting through there. Yeah. Well, this is the ultra small. The uber small. Yeah, uber Isn't uber this the small. smallest? This is by Tumbleweed, right? Yes. This is the yeah. smallest. Mm-hmm. Mo- was this like a one-off or is this the smallest one? Uh, like m- model. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I mean, for us, it's the only one like this. So mm-hmm. we had three or four different styles of the tumbleweed. I think we have three, four that are super small. Yeah. Um, but all the small ones are different layouts. And then the rest are the bigger one that has oh. like the upstairs. This one has upstairs, but the yeah. way that the ceiling's vaulted is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're a little bit bigger. And they have like the guest bedroom in the back. Which yeah, is the twin. I saw that. Yeah, because I've only been in this one. And then when the first recording I did, I was up front. I mm-hmm. don't know whose house that was, but mm-hmm. they had the bedroom in the back. Yeah. And they had the bathroom with the hallway mm-hmm. and then the loft upstairs. Which yeah. Is a pretty nice layout. So that's most of them. And that's if anyone's yeah. living in a tiny house. They're living in that unit. It's just easier. It's a little bit bigger. You can move around. This one's just funny because you have to, like, scale it's so a bookshelf up. or something. I'm not really <laughs> sure. Like yeah. <laughs> like, hopefully nobody walks in and yeah. sees me doing this. And then if you're hilarious. claustrophobic, sleeping up there, that's really tight. And when the other ones aren't that tight. I thought yeah. that that would be an issue if I was going to stay here. But, like, the one day when I was just kind of packing up and working, yeah. I, like, went up there and laid up there. And I was like, this actually isn't that bad. It's like camping. Yeah, this would be totally cool to, like, yeah, rent for a couple days. I don't know if I'd live in this one. Yeah. It'd just be really hard. Yeah, it's a little, I mean, it could work. It's just a little different. You really would have to be, like, all right, like, I'm going to live that minimal lifestyle, which I'm all for. We're in the minimal, uh, minimal market house. Exactly. (laughs) Yes, hi, everyone. I didn't officially uh, introduce, but I have Jen from Ferguson's, and we're in the tiny house. But, yeah. I don't think I'd be able to live in this one. It's, yeah, they're interesting. I mean, even being in the Airstream, because I live in the Airstream yeah. with my two cats, um, <laughs> and my mom, who's sitting right here, who's not going to say a peep, um, <laughs> totally she doesn't want to, um, so <laughs> she's pretending she's not sitting here, but uh, she's in town actually helping me kind of move some stuff out, too, because I've been wanting to get rid of more stuff, and it's yeah. just been kind of hard and or just things that I just need to kind of box up and put in storage yeah because so. I mean you don't have a lot of storage and I can only imagine how easy it is like mm-hmm. to bring one thing home has to be such a big deal yeah it's definitely helped reshift my financial spending sure. so I'm one of those people when I have a, when I had a house and I'd buy just things so silly but yeah it's like, like you want to fill up the space mm-hmm. and I, the idea of like making it your own but it's kind of silly because you don't really have to have everything when you I'm sure as you can attest mm-hmm. having a smaller space you're happy with absolutely things that you do have <laughs> yeah well th- and those are the hardest things to I guess let go because you once you go through that process and you're hanging on to things that have yeah. more memory than memory maybe functionality then, like value too yeah like couches are expensive Yes, they are. They don't fit in any of these <laughs> situations. Exactly. So, like, had to let those go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, couches. <laughs> yeah. Paintings. For and, sure. Yeah. Or, you know, and just, like, I mean, most of these come with um, the way we have them set up with beds. So, yeah. I mean, even that. I mean, I do have a storage unit with Mike, mm-hmm. my boyfriend, yeah. who also lives here, but he lives in his own tiny house. Oh, he has or, a, a, an he airstream. He has actually an airstream, yeah. Nice. Um, c- 
coexisting as we're still trying to minimize the our things and with my two cats. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely doable. We have couples here at Ferguson's that live together and either mm. have a dog or a cat or it's just them as a couple. Yeah, and some, some of the residents have children, too. Yep. So yeah. we've got Eric, who has been featured on this lovely podcast. Yes. Um, he and his daughter, who's six, live in the, the tiny house, has the bedroom downstairs in the back. Yeah. So that's like her room, her little fort, and then he's upstairs. Yeah, and then they have yeah. the doggo too. Oh yeah, fluff. Yeah, fluff, fluffy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love. It's just it's really great to see because coming from somebody who's always lived in like a rancher style before I moved here, mm-hmm. I didn't think living in these sorts of houses or airstreams would ever be possible, mm-hmm. and it really is. I think it just tests you as a person, but mm-hmm. yeah. It, yeah, no, for sure. There's 34 people that have that live here full time. Yeah, yeah. That have made that shift and change. I mean, it's interesting. I think you get used to whatever surrounding you're in. It was. Yeah, yeah. With with Ferguson's, you know, it's been four years since the idea of like tiny house living has been a thing sure. within the property. We actually were just across the street and moved to where we currently are. Yeah, you were next to um, 11th Street Records. Mm-hmm. Yep. You moved, they, the Airstreams and the houses moved here recently though, like within the last year, right? Yep, so yeah. September will uh, year mark Wow. Yeah, the year that we've moved here. Anniversary. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was insane because it was right before Life is Beautiful. We had to get over because they were using that lot. We were moving trailers at like 3 in the morning, yeah. you know, um, didn't even have our grass down and just, and then we had a huge event with Zappos like the next week and then it was Life is Beautiful weekend where we have over 40 guests that come and stay here for the festival. Oh my gosh. So it was a very intense yeah. move um, and set up. But uh, but it's been cool because, like, we've got two people that have essentially – we tested this four years ago. So Tony, yeah. you know, um, with CEO Zappos, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with the Fund of Downtown Project, he lives here and we're partners on this project, um, had this idea, I think, probably almost six years ago when they bought the tiny houses in Airstream. And the idea oh, okay. in, in the earlier DTP days was, like, maybe this could be a hotel. You know, um, and, and gotcha. six years ago, there was a lot of... So it was completely empty before you actually moved in, or was there some progress happening starting to remodel? When we moved here, absolutely. Yeah. Four years ago when this was an idea, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot... Of, I guess more there's a lot of ideas early on at DTP on just for downtown as a whole. Some yeah. came to fruition, some didn't. Sure. Some shifted and changed. So they sat for probably two years. Um, and then about four years ago, a group of us went to go stay in them for a week. So it's just a test week, see how they worked, yeah. give feedback. Like if you were to stay in here for a week as a hotel or a resident, like what are things that should be fixed or mm-hmm. changed or just ultimately just feedback. After that, Tony never left. This girl, Chrissy Danger, that lives here never uh-huh. left. And then after that, people have come in and out over the last four years. Right. Um, and then every winter the group that tested it would come back together, which we called Winter Camp. So, oh, yeah, I remember that when that was happening this yeah. past year. Yeah, so we do yeah. it every year. Um, it'll be interesting this year based on them being so full, if we're mm. how we will accommodate that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, every winter from November through uh, the new year, mm-hmm. the group that tested it essentially four years ago, we'd come right. back together, live together for a month, give so feedback, nice. or just hang out because it was, like, a yeah. fun thing to do. And every, after every winter camp, more and more of us just didn't leave. So essentially yeah. that's how we got to permanent a permanent home for mm-hmm. the majority of us. And then after that, then just the rest kind of like filled in. Yeah. Um, but when we were across the street and we moved here almost a year ago, 
you know, it's there's two sides of this residential experience today. Mm-hmm. Um, and the main spot is on the other side of the alley of where we're sitting in this interview. Yeah. Um, but with that, we have 15 Airstreams, tiny houses over there, and seven micro apartment units. And that was kind of the hyper focus of what residential was gonna be yeah and then we moved over with more residents and we had space for yeah so the lot how'd that that work well the lot that we're sitting in today we still brought over because we had 32 uh air streams and tiny houses okay so and the, the other 16 are sitting that math adds up 17 i was gonna ask the ones that are still over there is that still owned um, is that still in partner with you guys? So that's Airstreams to go. So it's a completely different, that's different. Yeah, yeah, entity. So they were on the lot that we're sitting on right now. Right. Um, but when we moved everything over here, they went and took the other spot that we were in. Gotcha. So that's okay. more of a, a rented company where you can rent the, the car with the Airstream yeah, and set and up you your s- whole experience. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, but what we had was the other units that are sitting on this lot, which is another 17, um, and quickly filled up half this block with resident full-time residents yeah uh then the rest are either with you and minimal market doing beta testing out of this house mm-hmm. uh just to get kickstart some of the businesses and concepts that people have here that are local um or people that might want to have a full-time uh storefront up front when it opens so at least mm-hmm. it's a good time to like test your business model see how it is setting up yeah store hours inventory you know employees or you know just kind of working through some kinks and stuff definitely before you fully commit to a space and and rent and all of that yeah and then the remainder ones we have that we test are you know different elements of a hotel so originally the idea of this lot was to be a hotel with right tiny houses airstreams Maybe just shipping rent containers. as they go. Yeah, nightly, daily, weekly. Uh, right. Kind of looking at the Airbnb model. Um, yeah, it seemed very similar. Mm-hmm. And just putting our own twist on it mm-hmm. uh, and figuring out how, how, more so with the Airbnb model, that's really cool. It's like you get a host. So, you know, at a hotel, yeah. you check in, you get your key, you go to your room. So we've even, with here, anytime we have new guests, because um, we do rent out these units and test them as hotel, mm-hmm. currently just through friends and family, uh, just to kind of work through our kinks, because yeah. we're not in a place, and the, the lot's not in a place that's ready for the public, gotcha. um, but at least we can kind of like, okay, how do people like the shampoo that a local company, which is amazing, it's Butch Cody Cote Hair. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yes, and then all the hand soap and body wash is also local, which is Mike's Recovery. Right. Uh, and then we're working with Jenny Shim on plates, so we're actually t- testing a lot of ceramics. I right love now. that you're involving down to shampoo mm-hmm. locals. Yeah. I mean, you guys are all about that. You're mm-hmm. all about the community, but mm-hmm. just to think every little thing that comes in the town, ta- maybe not everything, but down to shampoo and soap and exactly. plates. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fun. It's, I mean, even we've been talking to the minimal market girls too. Mm-hmm. And like, what are things that we can add that make sense in the Airstream? I mean, cause they've got toothbrushes in here too. They have everything. Straws. Yeah. There's the cut, the wooden, um, bamboo cutlery, yeah. dryer balls, but you only have the one drying washing unit, right? Yeah. And that's, you know, yeah. I mean, that'd be great for residents too. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so many possibilities. I know. It's <laughs> fun. I mean, it gets it gets it makes us be able to stay true to the mission. So Ferguson's rooted in community, yes. celebrating and highlighting our local talent. So in a way that's different, unique, and then people can actually be hands-on with it. Mm-hmm. So not only as of today, the only event really that we have that's to the public 
is the market in the alley, which yes. is once a month, mm-hmm, the third Sunday of the month. Uh, summer hours are ten to two, uh, <laughs> and then come September or October, actually, it'll go back to the twelve to four time. Okay. Uh, but the idea there, that space currently can hold up to forty-five vendors. Yeah. So it's really cool to see one that get filled every month yes, um between it's crazy it's especially it seemed like the last few months the even the lot across where um, sister house used to be in public us like mm-hmm. that completely fills like mm-hmm. it's impossible to find parking oh for yeah it. yeah <laughs> it's park. good i know right i we always have like where do we park and we're lucky we do have the llama lot right oh, next sure, door yeah but it's for some reason which over time it'll be more I guess present, but it is weird when you come down here. You don't, for some reason, so many people don't realize that lot's there. I honestly yeah. didn't know it was your uh, Ferguson's until I saw like a post. Yeah. Uh, for last market, I think. Technically, it's DTP owned, yeah. um, but it's there and it's, I think, over 300 spots or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, the biggest thing coming down here, it's one of the only things that's really paid. Everything else is free. Um, unfortunately, but fortunately probably for the economy at some level, yeah. eventually the streets will probably get tagged by the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just happens when activity starts going up. Yeah. So it's like a pro and con. So come now for free parking. Yeah, right. <laughs> Enjoy it while get we in. all have it. The same for us because, you know, for us here for parking and living here, you know, right. we're lucky that everything's free around on the streets for us to park. Yeah, exactly. So definitely something I'll have to figure out in the future. I can't wait yeah. for that. So. Well, it's always interesting because it's like, you know, every year something's going to be different and change mm-hmm. and adapt and, mm-hmm. you know, as humans we have to adapt but it's kind of interesting the the growth and the rapid change that you all have to go through who live here. Yeah, I mean, so true, because it's interesting to see where we started even almost a year ago and where it is today. Right. Yeah, so. Ah, yeah. That's crazy. So can so we've talked a lot about what Ferguson's is, the houses. Can we actually backtrack a little bit yeah, and talk about sure. you? Because I want to learn a little bit more about how you got involved. Okay. Uh, gosh, I don't know where yeah, to start. You said yeah, because you, you stayed in the with the group the winter camp mm-hmm. you originally stayed four years ago yep so how did you find out about that and like why why did you want to do that yeah so it goes back to 2009 <laughs> okay all right we're bringing back, it back. In, back in november is when i moved to las vegas um i don't remember what day i can't remember from texas, my mom's right? yeah from texas my mom's looking at me she was super sad for me to leave Aww. just the state which is a large state i wasn't even Really in text in Houston, Texas? which is yeah. where I'm from. Texas but is huge, massive. I come from like an yeah. itty bitty state, New Jersey. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I couldn't imagine. Well, that. I went where I went to college. I went to Texas Tech um, in the Panhandle, so that was like a okay. nine-hour drive, and not really that easy. Is that the flight. the upper like? I can show you on my arm. Oh, perfect. You have a tattoo. Please tell me. So anyone that ever misses Texas, come look at my arm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, here it is. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So up here is the panhandle. I got you. Islamic. And then my heart is in Texas with my family. So, because my parents and both my sisters and my niece and nephew are all still there. So, um, but yeah, so I left Texas uh, in 2009, actually, to work at Zappos. So I used to be a buyer um, at Zappos. So I bought fashion footwear for probably two years, I think it was, there. And then the, my last six months there, I helped their sister site called 6PM. And is helped. that what you went to school for, for fashion mm-hmm. merchandising? Yeah, so Texas, which Texas Tech is not known for their fashion design program, but sure. I did go to fashion design school. Oh, okay. Uh, and then all through college, uh, there's a, a boutique there in town called uh, Chrome, and okay. there's three of us that kind of got to like manage okay. and buy and run the store, which That's is really, really cool. awesome. So I definitely got a lot of early learning experiences yeah. through a startup, 
mom pop owned mm-hmm. buying merchandising creating experiences and adjusting to like what the clientele would want and need yeah especially in lubbock it's very conservative and it was a more liberal store so it was Not like true. okay how do you cater to different dynamics and different people within yeah. the space the psychology of selling really interesting it's so yeah, yeah. it's so interesting um and then it was pretty cool because the people that owned uh the store also had a collegiate store that did really well. Football is huge sure. in Texas. Oh, yeah. So, um, and so it was really the last, my last year, right when I graduated, I helped design a collegiate kind of more fashion line. Oh, cool. So it was really cool to work with some of our brands that we were buying and then build custom pieces and yeah. then put it in the collegiate store. Uh, and then just having that dynamic of like, t-shirt yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> store and dresses and then like working with blanks and designing and trying to work with the different elements right. to like full-on fashion niche market small boutique brands and mm-hmm. them telling the story of like why they started how they designed it uh and then they also bought a lot of land around the campus because mm-hmm. uh, it's around the, the whole economy crashing as well oh i see yeah so it was cool because we actually played around with different concepts and ideas like, oh, this should be a candy shop. Maybe this should be a sushi bar. So mm, when okay. you fast forward to where I am today, it's kind of crazy to think that I was doing minimal planning and building stuff around a city yeah. in college, which I didn't make that connection until as of recent when I was talking to them. I was like, oh, shit, this is kind of yeah. crazy. Like, I was so stoked to like brainstorm on those ideas. Right. You and know? knowing you now, that seems so you. So where do you think, like, that passion came from? Like, was that something you knew growing up or in college that's something you wanted to handle and help brands and businesses with? Uh, you know, I don't even know. I mean, my mom can chime in. Maybe she knows me as a childhood, but she's not. Um, <laughs> I, my mo- I mean, both my parents, like, I, it's probably more of a growing up mindset and work mm-hmm. ethic. I don't necessarily think, like, growing up as, like, super fashion forward or master planning or I mean this is everything I'm doing today is so new um and I'm growing and figuring things out and making mistake after mistake but owning them but also making a lot of great decisions at the same time um and so it's a really great blend but um my mom is actually the youngest of 11 and so that's, that's like me, but I'm the oldest. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Do you have eleven brothers and sisters? I ha- I'm one out of eleven. Oh wow, yeah. that's so crazy. So, that's crazy. Big families. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I grew up with a lot. One, I just grew up around a lot of different people because, like, we would go to my grandma's house, yeah. and there's fifty plus family members. I and, know that feeling. Yeah. So family reunions, you meet people you've never seen before. You're like, okay, oh, hey, wait, how do I know you? Or even when years go by, you're like, yeah. holy cow, I haven't seen you in forever. That's so funny. Um, so I think more just like the interaction of being around people. And yeah. then with my mom, there's a lot of diversity within, I think, um, upbringing and or, I don't know how to say that, um, between like, honestly, like having literally nothing to like doing well for themselves too so I think the empathy and understanding of different cultures different Mm -hmm. environments and just like we always came together and like supported each other or helped each other or you know different things like that um we had two cousins that we my mom fostered for a little while because they got put in the like foster system so again so one just like family is important which I think more so is relevant to what I'm doing at Ferguson's because there's 34 of us and yeah, we're a family. Big old family. If Eric needs to go somewhere and Nicole's busy, then, you know, we all jump in and babysit Sarah, you know? So right. like, I think that that environment and being in that position, like I kind of grew up in that environment. Um, 
Then my dad, he's the middle child, and so am I, <laughs> of three. Uh, and then, so his background, his he grew up Jewish. My mom was, uh, was Catholic. So okay. that was also a very dynamic upbringing within the religion sure, side of things. Yeah. And just trying to, you know, they were really great on respecting both sides of it. So we got to see inside on both religions and make kind of our own decisions in that way. That's nice. And uh, he, neither one of them went to college. My mom put her back herself in back to school when we were growing up. Oh, wow. Um, so That's she awesome. could get that degree and done really well for us herself. Um, but then even mm-hmm. my dad, he just, you know, had a high school degree but worked really hard and got himself to where he is. So I think, I guess, more so, like, whatever comes at you, kind yeah. of have to figure it out. Um, I think the biggest thing was always, like, one, keep your head down, keep working hard. I don't think keep your head down as, like, don't be aware, but, like, sure. don't let that... Don't let it, that negativity... Kind of bring you down. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's there. I I think we all, as humans, deal with it in different yeah. facets. And I think we all deal with some sort of adversity, but choosing to overcome it is mm-hmm. the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's... I mean, it's hard, because, I mean, things happen, you're like, I don't understand. But mm-hmm. it's all... It's also being self-aware, understanding, yeah. reflecting. I think that's my biggest thing, too, is, like, understanding that. Um, what I know about myself, I can't really do anything I don't believe or passionate about because yeah. then it's really hard and a struggle for me. But I think also just through through college and even post, like, I was always about mom and pop, supporting the local businesses. Yeah, and um, that's what's really, like, what I really appreciate about you because – Looking at the, all the jobs that I have, I'm also a little bit similar in that way. I haven't worked for yet a, like, corporation, which I'm very proud of. Yeah. And, but it's really cool, like, com- coming to you, you know, somebody who's worked for mom and pops, small businesses, startups, you know, look at what you're doing now. You're creating mm-hmm. a culture, like, and I don't think most people really think about that. Oh, it's, yeah, thanks. A lot of people go for like, corporation office job, and that's the way to do it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my most corporate was Zappos, which is also Mm. funny because, I mean, it technically is, but if you look at their infrastructure and how they do things, it's, like, on the merchandising team, there'd be tours, and we'd have to, like, do something when tours went by. Oh, yeah, yeah. Create happy hours or just team activities to build culture. Zappos is, like, I don't know. I don't want to – I don't know if it's the first company, but it's, like, the one that really has, like, yeah. the best company culture and really spearheaded all of that. Absolutely. I mean, Tony's pretty amazing for the fact that he truly wants people to to hone into their passion and mm-hmm. be able to express themselves. You know, I think he, early on, was fortunate to get in situations to sell some companies, have partners, yeah. and do all that stuff. And when those things happened and more, I guess, quote-unquote, the man or corporations came in and bought then he got in the situation that he felt super uncomfortable in his own company. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he just never wanted to build that em- environment. Um, sure. So for me to be my first, like, big girl job at Zappos out of college, mm-hmm. I was, like, super grateful for it because it definitely changed my perception. One, to not be intimidated to talk to, you know, people that are higher up. So it created an right. environment that I could go to my boss or go to the CEO and the CFO and be like, Hey, what's up? Cool. Cheers. Or let's go hang out. You know? So yeah. it broke a lot of those barriers that I know often exist in other corporate environments. Cause yeah. it's intimidating. I mean, oh, for sure. especially when you're younger, if you're female and you know, in a <laughs> male dominant <laughs> experience, but you know, there's also a lot of great leaders at Zappos that were female and would help encourage and, and things like that. So I'm, I'm grateful for that because it really shifted my mindset on how to, one, work with people, right. teams, environment, and culture mm-hmm. are all important. Um, 
I actually moved to Australia for a year. So when I left oh, Zappos, I didn't know that. yeah, I was oh, there for about so cool. two and a half years. Yeah. Um, me and two of my girlfriends were actually one of the first pitches to Downtown Project for this boutique idea. Okay. And we all worked at Zappos. And it was just so early, and I really loved the Arts District area, and it wasn't part of like the DTP footprint. So right. for all the right reasons, it was turned down. Um, to, to open, you know, I mean, it's kind of one of those things like, oh, I'm really bummed out. Um, but I got super lucky because at the same time, randomly on LinkedIn, this woman from Australia had messaged me asking me if I'd be interested to come out there, work for the company called The Iconic. Uh And essentially it was Rocket Internet is a German owned company that was opening the Amazon Zappos of the world in oh, every in other countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she found mine and reached out of wow. all the people and asked me if I'd want yeah. to interview and possibly move to Australia and help them build their footwear department. And I was like, uh, I, th- I think that that works. Yeah, yeah we're I going think, to Australia. I, I think I can do that. <laughs> so um, at the time I was 27. So, I mean, I had I didn't own anything either. And right. it was the time I wasn't really tied down for any reason to be here so picked up and moved to Australia for a little under a year which was an amazing experience it definitely went to a complete opposite culture experience from Zappos that that was really mostly challenging and then mm-hmm. definitely really showed appreciation for for that yeah, yeah, yeah. um but it's cool because they really focus on you know quality of life as well and there's a lot mm-hmm. everything's relatively mom pop really well curated super experienced I mean you're also never far from a beach and so Mm, I was that must have been nice (laughs) yeah it was it was hard because like the time zone's completely opposite so if I was having right yeah a hard day or anything it's in a different you're in the southern hemisphere so even the seasons yep I went, That's weird. I went during all the cold months, and <laughs> by the time... Like, what the like, heck? I literally got right when summer was ending, and then oh, I left, shoot. like, a month or two in, so I was like, I didn't even live here for the prime beach time, <laughs> but it was still beautiful and yeah. super amazing. Um, but that was a huge growing opportunity for me, just more so, honestly, like, where I lived in... I lived in Bondi. I worked out of Sydney, mm-hmm. so I commuted back and forth between those different okay. kind of towns and villages that they had. It was just cool to see, like, their record shops or their cafes or their coffee shops. And yeah. Their coffee culture is huge. Um, even their fashion program. And so just really absorbing what they had had right. there uh, and applying. I mean, I grew up in Houston, Texas, actually, like, 45 minutes of Houston. So it was a very small, suburban town. Okay. Texas Tech, still ever-growing, you know, some of their right. college things. So when I got to travel to L.A. and then eventually for Zappos, mm. do a lot of traveling with buying, just – ate up every experience I had yeah. that was more of an experience. Right, definitely. Less than your, like, corporate cookie cutter, like, this works, I'm just going to repeat, stamp and repeat everywhere, mm-hmm. you know? So just, and then meeting people that are creatives, I think also if you're in that realm or not, I think you appreciate, wow, you made this? You thought of this and, like, made this? Right. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) How do you come up with this? I don't even understand, but I love it. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with you, and I want to tell the world. So, uh, and that's where I've always been, like, the most happiest is talking, collaborating, and working with people. So, I guess through all, I feel like I'm just jumbling together, but I think just the upbringing of, like, work hard, educate yourself, Mm -hmm. travel, experience things, you know, take risks, especially when you're young. I just kind of like said yes to things over and over and got to a point that I am where I am today. 
Tony is one of my dearest friends. He's my literally next door neighbor. He is my extreme neighbor. Uh, and just really early on at Zappos, we connected and we're just friends. When I moved to Australia, we stayed in, co- in contact. Mm-hmm. And then I moved back actually because uh, my, my old boss at Zappos, she had started Stitch Factory, which is a fashion creative space okay. in downtown Las Vegas. Is that still open? Uh, it's not. It okay. closed probably about a year ago. Oh, okay. Um, but she asked me if I'd move back and help her get it up and running and then helped mm-hmm. her do that for, like, I don't know, like four years? I, don't, I, can't, I can't remember how long. Cause mm-hmm. It was awesome. Like, we tested out a pretty much a fashion creative space, so a co-working space. So having somewhere where designers oh. could come use cutting boards and sewing machines oh, and dress forms. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Because when you go to design school, you have all these amazing tools right at your fingertips. Yeah. And then and you then leave. You have, yeah, you leave, you have nothing, and then... Yeah, or one of those home machines that yeah. you get, which are lovely when you need them, but when you go from, like, an industrial machine to that, it's, like, night and day. Mm. And just at the end of the day, everything adds up. Those machines are expensive, and sometimes you only need it for, like, one specific reason. So we built a space for the design community super early, um, but at least we seeded that thought and idea. Uh, Quickly started doing brand development because people came in asking for help on brand direction, on how to build their collection, keep it cohesive. So we did some development for... Um, a few different brands. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was a really cute clothing brand called Urban Munchkins, and it was all for kids. That does sound familiar. Yeah, she she lives in St. Louis now. It's crazy. She's about to have a baby. She's also a dear friend of mine now. Oh. We met through that process. Yeah. Um, but she moved back to St. Louis and then kind of just paused it. She still wants to keep it going, so she's looking for some investors and stuff. Uh, and then there's a uh, also a woman, Alice Cage. Uh, okay. We worked with her on building. She wanted like an all like black, easy traveling leather product so and that was really awesome to build that brand just with the different textures and stuff she wanted to work with Mm -hmm. and more kind of on the high-end stuff so there's if anyone you know really cares it's like the quality of material out there when you touch the different ones that are available it's just it's amazing Mm -hmm. and that's when you really nerd out on textiles and you're really no I love it yeah and yeah so then we actually went into manufacturing for a while so tried it I really spent a lot of time with one of the girls there her name's Winnie who actually does manufacturing here in town now um figuring out how to build that um and it it was just human error is it's there and just figuring it out and people are experts and do it all day and they live and breathe to figure out the flow Mm-hmm. So we did that for about a good two years, and okay, I can't even remember. Like we did like over twenty thousand pieces in a month. Like wow. we were really pumping out a lot of volume, wow, which was really amazing. cool. But we started. We just wanted to hone back into what we were most passionate about, which okay. was the brand development side. Yeah. So we actually ended up shutting down um, over time the product, the manufacturing. Okay. Um, let the experts kind of do that, and more formed relationships with different manufacturing partners, mm-hmm. and just help guide designers through that process. And then um, we developed Life is Beautiful. So year one, we didn't have anything to do with. Year two, we did a small capsule collection to show that you can put more fashion and lifestyle into the festival brand. And yeah. people will not only obsess and buy it, but they'll also wear it. Because there's this whole right. stigma, no one's going to wear Life is Beautiful to Life is Beautiful. Or any festival. like mm-hmm. That's like taboo. Like, oh, I'm not going to be that person wearing the the festival shirt to the actual yeah. festival. Yeah. Um, we were very happy to prove that theory wrong. So. Yeah, well, that's funny because it is so true because I was looking through the shop for Life is Beautiful this year because yeah. I'm going, finally. Yay! Um, 
But I was, yeah, usually I'd be like, that's kind of weird. I'm looking yeah. through something, like, oh my god, that's all so cute. Yeah. I'm totally wearing that. Well, we don't have anything to do with it now, but I love yeah, yeah, that yeah. you still feel that and that's still thriving through. No, that was definitely yeah. a thought. I'm like, could I really be that person yeah. wearing a tank top? Yeah. This is Lotus Beauty. No, it's too cool. We're going to do it. Yeah, you should. And it's so <laughs> awesome because it's also such a great saying. Like, you can't be upset hmm. when you're wearing something that oh, says, yeah, life for is beautiful sure. or you are beautiful. So, so after that second year of doing the capsule collection, mm-hmm. selling out, doing really well, we actually then landed the deal with them to not only design but then curate and be the on-site merch company so which was another great experience and learned a lot in festival (laughs) setup and breakdown and all that um but just watching the amount of people that were wearing the product during the festival we actually had had other huge festivals like outside lands like we where's that uh it's in san francisco it just happened this past weekend i was like how do we get People wearing our stuff. It's in, we never see people wearing the actual merch to the festival, and it was mm. everywhere. Uh, so we did that for That's two more years. So crazy. Uh, last year was um, the first year that they worked with another company. I helped with some just transitional stuff, and then this cool. year it's fully operating on its own now. Yeah, yeah. So, but that was a really awesome thing. And again, for 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 myself and Megan and Stitch Factory, you know, we still worked alongside with a lot of locals with some design concepts mm-hmm. um even with the website it was like all like all of our local friends were on the website and doing Aww. all that stuff so it was cool and so that yeah. and that's what I loved most about it they're still working on through working with people too but again just going back to being at Ferguson's and getting this opportunity right. again is just collaborating and building those relationships yeah for so. sure well you have a lot of exciting well Ferguson's has a lot of exciting things yeah. that's happening so you're remodeling the front which is yes. opening very soon, am yes. I correct? Yes, in phases, so I can clarify how that will all work, so okay. everyone's expectations please. are clear. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I know, I've really got to start telling that story even stronger in social, because I want people to show up and like, what the hell, this is not what I thought. But um, but yeah, we're oh, definitely going to open soon. Uh, our, our goal for everyone was like, okay, let's get it done for Life is Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just an easy thing to get, like, a hard timeline because it, it's happening. It's huge, and yes. no one wants to miss that date. Yes. I made a call last week, which is now delaying the project, mm. but it's okay. Uh, we needed to move the stage to a different location, and it's better long-term. Okay. Um, so probably right after Life is Beautiful, phase one will be completed and open. And what that means is there's 1,400 square feet of space that used to be asphalt that people parked in yes. when they would come and stay at the old motel, which is the U-shaped front of Ferguson's. Right, okay. Um, so we dug all of that up. We actually dropped it eight feet. So when you enter from the street and go in, you actually do a gradual f- down. Yeah, because there is there, you're, you're creating steps. Is that correct? Yeah, it's uh, steps, benches, oh, amphitheater-ish. Like, okay. There's a lot of different names going out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm fine for anyone to take whichever one they want because <laughs> um, I don't have exact words of what I want to be called. But I, all the, those are all the things I want people to do is to sit, to stand, to walk on yeah. and experience it. Uh, but as it drops down eight feet in mm-hmm. different points of the gradual dip, there's like pitches that pick up one of the stairs. So it's like okay. almost like it just starts there and then keeps going back. So when, sure. it, so when it gets deeper, that becomes a higher shelf. I but see. then there's like another one that picks up. Okay. Um, so the idea is to like, how do you create that more natural? So then you're on grass mm-hmm. and you just kind of walk up. Mm-hmm. Uh, then how do you create something that's safe that people can jump from one side to the other without yeah. having to have sh- guardrails or things that like hold people in? Yeah. Um, or just more so too many heavy materials because we want it to feel really natural, earthy, mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited about how it's all turned out. I mean, uh, the goal is that at any given time during the week, people are sitting on 
the steps or the benches or the shelves, yeah. whatever they are, like reading a book or hanging out with friends, talking, you know, enjoying a beverage or eating food um, out there. Mm-hmm. So, so that's phase one is kind of experiencing the courtyard. Uh, we worked with uh, Victoria, who's local with Floral Pop. Yes. Uh, to help with myself and then the landscape architect company that we worked with to pick out native uh, plants and then mm-hmm. kind of just style it and get the right vibe and energy that we're looking for. Um, then she, along with a lot of other great people, help with some like design aesthetic things that I'm going through and picking out. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, there's with the underground going down eight feet, we actually created this space now eight feet down that's about 1,300 square feet. Uh, currently, there's two guys that are looking at putting a third wave coffee shop in there. Oh, wow. Yeah, and doing some, like, craft, craft beer and craft yeah, wine. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah, it's pretty insane when you go up there and see it because mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know, it's so, it wasn't there before, and now there's this structure. Yeah. Uh, it'll actually go about three feet above current grade. Uh, so it's so that back left, so west corner will be kind of a little hidden behind it because gotcha. it comes up above, and then we have to have guardrails because it's, now 10 feet above ground um mm-hmm. and so it's kind of and then you can go on top of the roof of it so then now we have oh, we've created wow. space underneath and above yeah. which is really cool because it just expands the footprint um now there's a space under underground right. which is not underground when you come yeah. uh, so it's like that was my old term and now i gotta figure out the new one at, at eight feet under and uh but the idea of that was because it gets so hot here so how do we create more spaces that people can go inside hang out in yes during our lovely summer months when it's 120 <laughs> degrees and it's just you're melting uh so so that space is great and it opens up and looks right out to the stage too so if there's performances oh, cool. or whatever is happening you can be inside and enjoy it as well yeah so and with the stage we're trying to create it as natural as possible so when there's not a performance it doesn't look like the stage is like staring at you uh we'll actually activate it with if it's some seating or cushions or hammocks or something um so evolve that with the community and see how the space is being used yeah uh and then the So you're talking about um, reusing some of the original structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so keeping the building as original as possible, mm-hmm. uh, keeping it white, keeping the original windows. We replaced the doors more so so you can actually see through them because there will be okay. retail spaces. Uh, kept the original uh, numbers that were on the door so we can reuse those as the suite numbers. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, we were able to preserve about 20% of the original tiles. Mm-hmm. So when we're putting on the roof right now, uh, 20% of it will be the original Spanish tile that was on the building. And then uh, just working with local businesses to start plugging away. So phase two, uh, the space will be occupiable. So we'll probably work with a lot okay. of like the, the market vendors and different pop-up ideas yeah. just to see what kind of works in the space, give people more testing opportunity before we like super secure certain things. Sure. Um, but we've got a restaurant partner, Dan, uh, who owns Other Mama here in town. Okay. And he's going to take over the two front spaces and do nice. two different restaurants ideas which I'm super stoked on yeah. one's a Japanese focused restaurant and the other one's Baja Mexican style okay so I'll be yeah. here every day for sure <laughs> I'm super stoked if you haven't been to other mama it's absolutely delicious he's a fantastic chef so it's something definitely needs to go on the bucket list of trying and then when it opens here just come here all the time yeah so, no, yeah seriously so so yeah so that's really exciting so those are the different phases so again we want to kind of grow along with the community, see what the demand, what the needs are. We can do a lot yeah. of really cool pop-ups throughout the U-shape, just kind of yeah, test things. Yeah, that'll be really cool. Yeah, do you think that space, speaking of pop-ups, will be 
on weekends somewhat of an extension of Market in the Alley? Possibly, yeah. I mean, ideally, the market flows into the courtyard of Ferguson's, yeah. and then we create really cool different events. If it's a movie night, this is me just throwing it out there, and if anyone's listening and super mm-hmm. obsessed with movies, email me, jen at fergusonsdowntown.com. But I'd love to do a movie night, even if it's like just a nod off to a genre, a director, maybe an actor, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So the example I use um, is Wes Anderson. So if it's like okay. a Wes Anderson film night and we just have different films of his yeah. going on. That would be cool. Then we can team up with the local art community, do set design. So then like you're almost when you walk into the Ferguson's, yeah. you're walking into different sets of his different movies. Mm-hmm. I'm personally a big fan of Wes Anderson, so... To me, that's awesome. <laughs> and then we can work with all the different vendors to create different menu items or cocktails or whatever. That would be just, really cool just get everyone involved. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a weekend, maybe it's a weekend event or a night event or whatever, and you're buying a ticket not only to see these different movies play throughout the mm-hmm. evening, but then you can either dress up as if you're walking into the movie set. I love that. Yeah. So <laughs> so that's kind of, that's my big idea and dream there. Um, but then there's other you know, events and ideas like that. So more so just trying to create something a little different and unique. We've got a lot of amazing people around town doing really mm-hmm. rad stuff from Velveteen Rabbit to Public Us to our friends Kelly and Ashley with the workshop yeah. um, and so many more that I'm not naming right now and I apologize. <laughs> but just really, I think we're all trying to grow more and more and more. Uh, just more awareness that we live here, what happens in Vegas actually stays in Vegas <laughs> and also leaves Vegas, yeah. you know. Um, and so... Just changing that culture, that mindset, and showing that, you know, we're pretty awesome people that live here and really talented. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would yeah. say that's the whole reason I do this, because there is so many amazing people out here, including yourself. Well, so, thank you. Yeah, of course. I'm glad that you moved here and you're doing this. Oh, so. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we touched upon Market in the Alley. I'm sure probably a good amount of people who are from the downtown area or not in Vegas might have an idea of what it is. Do you want to talk about a little bit more? We talked about there's uh, 45 vendor spaces, so maybe the process of getting into the market, what happens, and then when this episode comes out this um, Sunday, mm-hmm. there's the market. Yes. Um, yeah, so if you go to fergusonsdowntown.com, um, we actually have become a vendor, and there's a form to fill out, so it's kind of first steps. Uh, you know, our biggest thing is focusing on, you know, showcasing the vendors in the best way possible way so when Mm -hmm. people show up one they're ready to experience what they're about to come across uh taking the time and energy to respect that these people have worked really hard Mm -hmm. they're super passionate so from an experiencing we've put like turf and wooden pallets and shade structures which this weekend destroyed one so it might be a little different this sunday but we'll (laughs) fix it don't worry um you know we do local there's local murals in the alley as well to really give this different experience so that people are ready to say hello and really meet and greet and engage with our community of makers and creators uh and then we ask the vendors you know hey like are is it local is it handcrafted Mm -hmm. is it ethical is it sustainable you know and really make sure that we're curating the product appropriately. You don't have to be all of those things, but what bucket do you fall in? Sure. Um, are you a small business that's trying to build your brand and you're sourcing other stuff but creating a boutique experience mm-hmm. that's a shop that exists? Like, anything to support that local community. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing, which we do have some, you know, trying to stay away from a lot of those, like, reppy, I guess, you know, like... Yeah, I know what you mean. doTERRA, which is a great example that we currently... We do have someone that is a doTERRA person in that however that structure pyramid structure works Mm -hmm. but she comes and she sells her own custom like scents oils she's created basalt so it's like cool if you want to do this 
I can't have you just sit there as a doTERRA rep and sell right. doTERRA. Her name's Lindsay. She's amazing. Come by. She makes Rooted In love and Rooted In all kinds of ideas for her sense. And she'll also oh, educate you and that. teach you, that's, that's um, really nice. which is really awesome. But it's like, yeah. how do you take it to the next step that actually makes it more a craft rather than you know, here's this brand, you should sign up and be a part of this ecosystem, which is more power, and I absolutely love when people do that, but again, to give respect and quality to the experience, like, these are people that are making things and and building their brand, so. Yeah, and that's what I really appreciate about Market in the Alley. Um, Everything is so thought out, and there's so many great activations that happen, and every vendor is so friendly, Mm -hmm. and it's really nice to see the community come together in that yeah, way. That's one of my favorite things is just like so many people that either were following each other and then being in the same place yeah. to finally meet or now have amazing relationships, friendships, partnerships. Yeah. I mean, even for us, we're collaborating with so many within Ferguson's as we're building up the space. Yeah. Um, but to have that environment, I mean, even when we first started and the summers are, you know, hot, so it's please come and support these guys that are standing out there for four hours. Um, you yeah, know, there's drinks, there's bunkhouse. Yeah, we've got bunkhouse, we've got, you know, yeah, all the, the, all the things, food trucks, yeah. you know, it's, um, it's absolutely amazing and we do still get a really great turnout but even if it's sl- quote-unquote slow to us because we know what it could be mm-hmm. the energy of the market's just amazing because everyone really enjoys meeting each other and being yeah. around each other. We try to do as much as we can to make sure people are hydrated and cooled off and are on the opposite, warm, when it yeah, is cold, yeah. you know? Um, but, yeah, it's been awesome. We just keep growing. We've been adding a lot more activation. So one of our yes. things that we've been focusing on is the impact station. Mm-hmm. So right now it's been a dunk tank. Um, so probably for the next month we'll probably do one more just because it's hot and it's kind of yeah. fun. To, it's a cool way to cool off. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then we have, like, you know, donations to, to throw the bags and dunk people. And right now we're raising that for Together Rising for mm-hmm. all the things that have been happening on the border to yes. help with all these – these families that are being separated and just drive more awareness around that and just kind of keep the momentum going as much as possible. Yeah, I appreciate that because I feel like more often than not with those sorts of organizations, it it does die out. So I'm glad that you guys are really spearheading and keeping it going. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. No, um, I mean, it's something that's, that has already been happening. It's Mm. happening even more so. And then, you know, unfortunately something that's probably going to continue to happen until some big things change uh but we definitely want to you know we care we want to make our impact as much as we can even if it's something small right um, and the community's already been great last month we raised a little over 500 dollars wow. uh we've got a really strong lineup of people to dunk including like justin from life is beautiful so if you've never gotten your tickets that you wanted come dunk him <laughs> there you go tyler Get from zappos <laughs> come type in. he's you know so you know uh kelly from veggie nation myself at two um so <laughs> so we it, all right so come and dunk all of us um and then the money we raise we'll donate to together rising uh tony actually said he'll match anything we raise which was really awesome of him and then uh, after that we'll keep the impact station going and you know go back and forth like what are local impact things that you know we want to donate to or help support or change you know we'll definitely love the feedback from the community on what Mm -hmm. they find to be important Mm kind of go through all of them and decide okay this month or for the next two or three months just so we can raise as much as we can and then make a bigger impact rather than just like one once a month, you know, kind of grow Sure, that. yeah. So, well, that's this month's theme is uh, make an impact, yes, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, make an impact. And that can mean anything, like, if that's simple as a hug, 
you know, just giving people a hug and a smile. I mean, that impact goes so far to acknowledge people. And I think that's a big, because we're so glued to our phones, which my mom here can attest to me, always being on my phone. She's like, oh, sorry, dang. Literally (laughs) my life every day. (laughs) (laughs) To, you know, actually, like, you know, making an impact by telling people stories that you're doing. This is huge. This means so much to so many people to be able to talk to you, and then you share their story and do that. Like, that's a huge impact. Um, Obviously, minimal market, we're sitting in the house. I'm naming all. It's like, from Anchorman, I love Lamp. Do you really love Lamp? Or you just do you just see lamp? Um, but you know, obviously, minimal waste is a huge thing, and it's been awesome to see so many industries and cities and states and people yeah. making that change. Um, so I mean, it goes in any direction, but I think it's always important, at least from us at Ferguson's, like nothing is too small, and mm-hmm. we can all make our mark, you know, in an impact or self happiness and all those things. And how can we just come together and uplift each other? So. Yeah, no, I love that, and I love you guys, and I love what you're doing, Thanks. and. It, it really is amazing to see how much that you and everyone here who's involved with Ferguson's is doing for the community. Um, I mean, honestly, I think, like, for you, for example, like, you do so much. Like, how? One person. One is one person. Well, community, but yeah. for real, so. Well, thank you. Yeah. Fortunate to have a good team that's been around and growing and, mm-hmm. you know, come and go. So none of it would be possible without them and on the community here I do appreciate that statement um I I am pretty (laughs) spread thin so on on all the different things that I have my hands on um and so definitely been making it more priority to grow the team Mm -hmm. to better service one myself which we should all make sure we always take care of ourselves and mental health and wellness and all of those things uh because I think at least for me, it's easy to sacrifice, and then I wake up, and I'm like, oh, my God. For the cause, yeah. Yep. So, and I'm 33 years old, and I'm not ashamed that I'm like, Mom, you're retired. Get your butt out here. <laughs> These are things that I need to take care of, and yeah. you're going to make me do them. Um, <laughs> Get to, on Yeah, there. because if not, then I'll keep pushing them, because something here I I value to be more important than taking care of it for sure, myself. For sure, yeah, um, yourself. Which is not healthy, mm-hmm. and I'm very self-aware of this, and I'm working on it. Um, but right. yeah, that's all you that's can. Good. Yeah, for sure. So, but I do. I love. I love the people that I live with because they're all. Anytime I need anything, they drop. Anything they're doing and help. Uh, you know, Mark and the Alley wouldn't be where it is without Nicole, who's part of the team for quite some time yes. and helped grow that. You know, I've got Ava, who's been a part of the team for a really long time mm-hmm. that does all of our social and just continue jumping in and helping grow things as well. Recently brought on Shyla, who has been in the industry with events for a really long time as well to oh, help cool. grow. Yeah. So the market is just one of multiple concepts and ideas that we want to do. Um, with her experience and background, really to, to take us to the next level to grow more events and more partnerships. Sure. Uh, and this girl, Danielle Kelly, who lives here, she just started today, which oh, I'm really wow. excited. Yeah, so she's a dear friend. Um, she's been helping out behind the scenes for quite some time okay. with the hotel side. So we Because we have about 40 bookings a month just through friends and family that stay here. Oh, wow. So there's a lot of just back-end logistical and things happening there. But she now started full-time today to help. That's um, cool take on more responsibility and oversee residential. So cool. for me, my goal is to keep moving forward is to really hone in, really focus on the front. Uh, we recently just got sponsorship from Zappos to build a skate activation spot, skate park. It's Ooh. quite small, so yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. it's not really a park, and it's kind yeah. of a spot, and it'll be a really cool activation uh, on the city block as well. It'll be about 3,000 square feet. Uh, so got to start planning what that'll look like once the front's open, move yeah. on to that. So. 
That's super exciting. Yeah. There's so many cool things that you guys have going on, and I'm very excited to see it come Yay. to fruition. I know, me too. Yeah, yeah let's, let's go. <laughs> it's like all in my head, I'm like, oh my god. So, and then, you know, just looking out on the current construction site and just seeing everything and just... Even when people come out to walk with me, it's cool to see how they move around this space. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good job. And Thanks. Really, really love what you guys are doing. And thank you so much because you have been a big part of me moving here and my journey. So I'm very appreciative of it. Of course. Yeah. I love having you. So thank you for believing in our journey, too. I wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, so I want to ask some fun questions okay. before we before we end. So, you've lived in Vegas for quite some time, so I'm sure you have some favorite spots that you like to hang out at mm. or go to eat, so can yeah. you name a couple for me? Oh my goodness. Okay, so I moved here in 2009. I used to live out in Henderson, because that's right. where Zappos used to be, and it moved down here oh, a couple years ago. Yeah. Oh. So, um, so Spicy Tuna is one of my favorite little sushi spots out there, um, <laughs> so that's a random one. Definitely have always been a fan of Firefly. My favorite is actually when they were at the plaza downtown. I don't even know this. Oh, it's place. a Spanish tapas place. It's oh, it's moved okay. around a lot, but yeah, it's yeah. super it's super good. Um, it's nostalgia for me because I had a, a favorite tapas place in college too. Oh, so there's like that thing, yeah. but it's fun to go with like a group of people. You share everything, get some sangria, do that yeah. whole thing. Um, but it actually used to be at the plaza where the Oscars uh, steakhouse is now, and it looked overlooked. Still, I don't know. Oh, so if you go to plaza, <laughs> there's an Oscars steakhouse that overlooks all of Fremont experience. Okay. There's also in a movie that I'm totally blanking on. Anyone oh, listening to this know. would know. Um, <laughs> but anyways, it was a really cool view. It was a great experience and I loved it. Um, and then more so because I've been downtown for ooh, so much so much time now. Mm. Uh, it's like kind of all... Sh- Other Mamas is one of my favorites, obviously. I'm going to plug him one more time. And <laughs> my new favorites will be his restaurants when they open up front. Uh, yes. But I love Carson's Kitchen downtown. It's so good. Mm. Um, uh gosh, favorite spots. I've always been drawn to the Arts District, and I grew up, my mom, like, I mean, she had three of us, and, you know, they worked really hard to get out of the red when we were younger, so mm. we walked around a lot of antique shops when we were growing up, because yeah. it was, like, a fun, like, window shopping experience, and mm. it'd keep us entertained, so I've always been into, like, antique and thrifting, just because, I mean, we do that for hours growing up, because you can go to the malls, and they're massive, yeah. and just walk around, Yeah. so, like, Patina's is one of my favorite uh, oh, yep. shops down in the mm-hmm. Arts District. You work over there, so you know. Yes. Yeah. So, you want to do an antique day yeah let's do it let's do it we'll go up and down the, and there's so many new ones that have opened there so is the, i don't remember the name but there's one that was a little bit farther closer um to the left side of rebar if you're facing rebar and they moved a couple stores down now the next to that new restaurant that's opening jammy land oh there's another oh. like restaurant that's opening oh I don't know what it's called. They don't have a sign out. Oh, wow. Yeah, they don't have a sign out or anything, but I've, like, peeked through the window, and they have, like, a neon sign, and, like, the bar's ready, so I think they're opening soon. I'm so excited for that area. Wherever you are. (laughs) Yeah, we will come and support. Yes. But Velveteen Rabbit, love, love those two and what they're doing, more so because it's, like, one, it's a phenomenal bar, and then aesthetically, curation-wide from food, or from cocktails to the beer selection you do a good job and they're doing a lot of really cool events and and things there too that yes. are, are talking about things like really bringing people together and yeah like, the what is it high priestess tea mm-hmm. or, yeah yep and then they have a misbehaved book club that they do oh, cool. and then just working with the community with different different things doing mm-hmm. art exhibits or they even teamed up with some chefs to do food things so it's really cool because it's more than just a bar, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Because um, I like to go places and experience them and connect and stuff. Yes, so, those experiences. Um, 
Obviously, shout out to all the coffee shops. I love Makers and Finders, Vesta, Publica, (laughs) Sunrise Cafe over in over off of Sunrise. So good, Grouchy (laughs) John's. Like I, I mean, I'm a huge sucker for coffee shops. So, (laughs) and that's been true my whole life. Um, (laughs) Gosh, for me too, I love being outside. So I often will skip town and go up to Mount Charleston, which isn't really skipping town because it's still. Las yeah, Vegas. Yeah. Um, so I go to Mount Charleston often and hike. Uh, even Red Rock is super beautiful. Yeah. I skip town and go to Mount Zion. You can actually do a day trip and go out there. That's yeah, super that's only, beautiful. what, two hours away, I think? <laughs> I, ask my boyfriend. He'll tell you a different story. Because okay. I went to him like, oh, let's spontaneously go to Mount Charleston. It's only like an hour and a half. <laughs> like all day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, we left after work, so I called the cabins that were staying out. They're like, you're not going to get in until I don't remember what time. I was like, oh, and he's like, what? I'm like, sorry. But we're saying, like, on the other <laughs> side, so you had to go through these switchbacks and through the tunnel. Oh, and so, sure. Okay. And it was nighttime, so it was, like, more than probably like four hours, I don't even know. And the time changed, the whole thing. But when I've gone without staying, you know, you can go out there quick. Like, wake up early. We did, my, my older sister, actually, and I went and did Angel's Landing, uh, which is okay. an amazing hike. I felt, and that was the first hike I did, and I just fell in love. So I think I went up there like six times before I even hiked down here. Oh really? Yeah, and now I hike down here all the time, so I support well, our next our time mountains you're, down here. You're going to Mount Charleston. Let me know because I'm not even twenty. I'm, I think I'm like ten minutes. Oh to wow! Get to Mount Charleston. Yeah. yeah, I'm super close. So. It's so beautiful. Well, enjoy your colder weather over there because it's way hotter. Down I know. Here. <laughs> I was really tempted to go this weekend because I went hiking over the weekend, but like just near my house and was looking at the weather I'm like it's only 70 there yeah <laughs> what is this well my they my parents because they're in town they went up there yeah. this weekend and she's like text me it's like 90 now it's 80 i'm like oh yeah enjoy that drop <laughs> compared yes. to the 100 oh my gosh it's crazy there's yeah. i think i remember the very first time i did mount charleston and it was the first time i went to market in the alley yeah did it in the same day it was a 40 degree difference it's yeah like, it's what insane. Where yeah. am i <laughs> what is going on and you can still see <laughs> the lights and stuff place. yeah yeah exactly so. Um, and then my favorite, just to shout out, Remix Studio. It's my Pilates studio that I go to. It's mm. out in Henderson. Okay. Megan and Josh own it. They're an adorable couple and absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, and if you are into uh, Mega Reformer Pilates, I highly recommend it. So Cool. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. So those are some of my favorite places and things I love do. it. Well, no, that's my favorite question to ask people because I have only been here a year and a half and I still don't know where to go. I've only been to a few places. Yeah. And now I work down, I work in the arts district, so I'm mainly there and now here. So I have not ventured out yet, so. Neon Museum, if you haven't done that. I haven't. You have to <laughs> so go. Yeah. Well, when I first lived here and then moved to Australia, that was like the one thing I had to do before I left because everyone's like, what's the one thing you haven't done since you lived here? Which I haven't seen a lot of shows on the strip, which they are phenomenal. I appreciate the talent on the yeah, strip. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, Neon Museum. I have to go check that out. Mm. So you should go see it. It's really cool. I need to. It's on my list. It's on my list of Vegas things to do. But there's so many cool things here in Vegas. Yeah. Especially for locals. If you really look into even some of those shows and stuff, like, we get really cool deals, so. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And my biggest thing is just start looking on Instagram. We all, most of us use Instagram social media anyway. Yeah. So just start doing some stalking. That's how I met (laughs) you. Yep. (laughs) So... I know. It's so funny when I meet people, I'm like, oh my god, like, I follow you, you're so cool. I'm like, oh my gosh, afterwards, like, I totally, like, fanned out, and I feel like such I, a creep, yes. but whatever. <laughs> but the great thing is, we all do it. Like, yeah. that's literally the the greatest thing about marketing in the alleys, because, uh, you know, we're all together, we all want to get to know each other, and yeah. everyone that I've met, I'm like, oh my god, I follow you, I'm like, wait, yeah, I know, yeah. And it's like, 
so good. So. Well, even before, it was like, what's their social? Oh, yeah, I know people buy their, their handle. Exactly. They're exactly. Yeah. They're like, socialist. I'm like, yes, hi, I'm Brianna. Yes, yeah, nice to meet you. <laughs> but I do the same thing. It's For great. sure. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Jenna, for people who are interested in following Ferguson's, where can they do so? Absolutely. So, fergusonsdowntown.com is our website, which has all of the information. Uh, we've been doing a lot of shifts and changes, so you can continue to watch it grow. And then Instagram is fergusonsdowntown. Mm-hmm. We also have a Facebook page light on twitter i think that's ferguson's dt so yeah very cool um and then for staying for like staying for the weekends Mm -hmm. that's still open to friends and family yeah so right now it's it's private just for friends for family um but if you're super interested and really want to stay here for a weekend uh just email me jen at fergusonsdowntown.com uh, we do have a nightly rate, so we'll discuss, we can talk about that, what that looks like, and then uh, try to get you in for a weekend. Very yeah. cool. So. I love it. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Jen, for coming on, and your mom for joining <laughs> us and sitting here and With being thumbs up. such a great <laughs> listener. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, so. of course. And for anybody who had missed it or forgot, there is Market in the Alley this Sunday, the 19th, 10 to 2. Please come out. Uh, theme is make an impact. So, yeah, so make your impact by coming and supporting all of the exactly. local makers. Exactly. <laughs> Hashtag <guilt> trip. <laughs> I would love to meet you all. I'd love to have you guys out. Yeah, yeah. come 